Joining us on the program today, we have uh, Jim Cowan with the Chickasha Economic Development Council, as well as some very special guests today, Jim, other than you, of course. Well, Oh, George. <laughs> Good morning. And we yes. do have some very special guests. Glad to have them here today. All right. Uh, Chet Hitt is with us. Uh, and if you haven't heard about what Chet's uh, ventures are, you're going to very soon. And we have uh, Chet's marketing director, Jennifer Hernandez, with us. Jennifer, thanks. For Chet, thank you for coming in. Bet. And Jennifer, yeah. thank you as well. Appreciate Absolutely. it very much. Thank so, you for having us. Oh, what a great couple of months it's been, Jim, uh, after Chet came in and announced uh, some new development in downtown Chickasha. And uh, you've taken the bull by the horn, so to speak, and uh, trying to help help things get going. Well, you know, Chet hit is making me look good. <laughs> and uh, at Monday's press conference, you know, we had standing room only. And the representation that we had in that room um, – we pretty much had it all covered from the state level, the county, uh, all of our educational uh, bodies here in the area. Um, and I think what hopefully Chet's going to talk about is hopefully one, he felt, felt authentically welcomed. You know, we're not just glad that you're bringing a business in, but we really are glad that you're bringing the businesses in. And then that we're here to help. And that's what we're selling here in Chickasha. So uh, we're glad to have them here this morning. Yeah, Absolutely. I love your your theme. I mean, you build your businesses off relationships. Absolutely, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's uh, there is no self-made person. There's always somebody who's helped somebody get where they are. Um, greed and ego ruin every deal. So, our goal is to always stay as humble as we can, but kick it in the high gear and get things done, and get results fast. Let's uh, let for folks that don't know or have not heard about you uh, from Anadarko, I guess originally, but uh, basically a self-made businessman. I mean, you broke out on your own for away from your family business and went on your own, and you've done magnificent things. Well, I'm not self-made, but right. a lot of people have helped me get there, sure. and I've been very lucky to to play the game. So, um, yes, we've employed up to. 150, 200 people over the years at a time and different things in different businesses. I've owned several different types of business and uh, we try to create opportunities and grow them. Uh, I love the story you told the other day about uh, your family business, uh, growing up in Anadarko, then went to California, and then you didn't like what your family was doing, so you kind of broke apart and started something else. Well, it's kind of crazy. Um, um, I worked for the family business uh, for a while and uh, the partnership wasn't looking good, and uh, he didn't want to make me a partner, and so I said, I'm gonna venture out on my own, come up with an idea. I was playing racquetball when I was 26 years old, and uh, by playing racquetball, a buddy of mine uh, said a shame his mother couldn't be buried in Apple Valley, California. I turned around and said, we should build a cemetery because there's no cemetery in Apple Valley, so we saw a need I went to L.A. the next day, measured graves, figured I'd get three foot by eight foot as a standard grave. And I said, well, heck, if I can sell enough of these, I can make a living doing it. And by the time we left, uh, I had over 150 employees and independent contractors working for the company. We were the largest privately held funeral company in Southern California. And you started, you went door to door? Yeah, Is that so, right, initially? So, when, so when you're 26 years old and you're trying to start a cemetery, people laughed at you all the time. So it 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 was scary, it was embarrassing, it was rough, but I, I 
felt like a, a little different knocking on doors, but but I knocked on doors to sell graves because nobody I didn't have the budget to advertise, so I would weekends I would hit a hundred doors or so and knock on doors, and if I got lucky enough, I'd get ten appointments. If I would cancel, I'd close three, and by the time the week was over and I started selling yeah. every week, and then I hired a person to work with me, and then we did it again, and and so yeah, crazy crazy world. So we did really well in that in that company, and it, and what's great about the funeral business, it's so different, and every business that I do is always a little bit different. Um, that's what makes it fun, but the funeral business, you get to help people on the worst day of their life. And when you help somebody on the worst day of their life, you got a friend for life with the family that's still there. If you take care of them, they'll never forget you. So it's truly customer service-based business. Talk about the branching out um, and uh, getting into the business you're currently uh, bringing to Chickasha. Um, so I was in Texas, and I stopped by a, a little antique town in Comfort, Texas. Um, Which is where? About? Uh, over by Fredericksburg. Okay. And um, I was just doing a little tour thing and looking at stuff, and it said distillery. So I walked down the street, went down an alley, and uh, found this little distillery. And the guy was, uh, the young man was there, and he's he's the key to it because he really sold me on it. Um, he was very pleasant, very hospitable when we came in. And uh, the young man was telling me that uh, the, the owner of the place was a contractor. And during the recession, uh, he started making spirits and turned around, started this little distillery, and is actually making a living doing it. So I thought if this guy could do it, uh, we could do it. The only difference is I found out opening up a brewery costs $1 amount, opening up a distillery is three and a half to four times the money. Um, so we learned quickly. So the key <laughs> is, is uh, sell a lot of spirits. All right, and have had a lot of success uh, in Apple Valley with that? And well, yes. Um, the restaurant, we just opened about a year, year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. We produced about a barrel a day of whiskey and bourbon. Um, our vodka line came out, and we've had a couple struggles with some bottles there, but um, we're ready to start blowing those out. And then there's some opportunities, some large contracts for us to do through some relationships that I have. And um, we are looking at doing a project possibly in the stockyards, uh, it, we're, we're moving forward on that. Oklahoma and, City? Uh, Stockyards in Fort Worth. Fort Worth, okay. And um, so that's why we thought Chickasha would be a great manufacturing plant uh, for us to do it here, centrally located, and hopefully we'll be able to produce a million bottles a year out of this facility. So, George, let's, let's see. Let's play a quick game. So we've got Apple Valley, California, Fort Worth, Texas, Chad also has a another project on the Colorado River in, in Arizona, and then Chickasha, Oklahoma. Which one of those doesn't fit? <laughs> yeah, let's let's guess. It, it's got to be the place in Arizona, right? Because yeah. <laughs> because of what's happening here, we, I think we do fit. But that just that just goes to show you the nature of what we're dealing with here is having someone that's experienced uh, in hospitality and understands it and knows you know, the importance of training and selling. Um, it's going to be fantastic for Chickasha, and it's it's going. We we you know we met with the lieutenant governor after the press conference, and we talked about the impact tourism can have on a rural community like Chickasha. And Chet's project is going to 
it's not just going to help our downtown. It's going to help our entire area because it, it'll, it will bring people in from all over. And just talk about uh, your decision to come to Chickasha. Uh, you were just heading home one one weekday, I guess, or one day. Yeah, were... I, I came back for for my forty year reunion. Four, uh, that's four zero. Four zero. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm older than dirt. Um, and my tomorrows are a lot fewer than my yesterdays. So it, I'm lucky to be in the game at this age. But the reality is, is I did check it out and I came downtown and and looked at it and I thought man this thing's beautiful so I called her what caught your attention you were just well, going you were going back to the airport I right? was going back to the airport yeah. I, I love old towns I love brick buildings um, through my years of travel throughout the country I've always loved the old brick buildings but what always caught my eye was that old grain elevator as you come over the the v-dock is that what they call that Viaduct. yep Viaduct. and uh, it always caught my eye as a kid um, and so that's trip I just drove around. I like looking at old stuff. So I was driving up down uh, downtown and I reached out and I said, man, I, w I wonder what stuff goes for. So I reached out to a, a re local realtor, Amanda Vitelli, and started working with her. And she turned me on to Pat Brooks and Pat Brooks and, and Paul Lewis took a whole day just showing me properties of stuff downtown. And one thing snowballed to the other. And then I met with the city and it seemed like the new the first day Keith Johnson was on the job. Actually, it wasn't even his first day. He just happened to be there. And so it went from there to, well, plan check. I asked how long it would take to go through the set of plans. They said a week, which where I'm from, that could be six months to a year. Um, I thought, wow, this we can get something going relatively quickly. So we put in the high gear and. And everybody's That's been where, great. We are, where we are now. But I yeah. just uh, the leg lamp. You you saw them putting the lampshade on the leg lamp. Happened Is to that, be here. Yeah. The, that that was our, our second trip, and uh, so that came after the silo. I, well, I saw okay. the leg lamp. Okay, okay. And I'm you thinking this is the coolest thing yeah. ever because I watched the movie. Right. And the leg lamp tied me to the mill building and the depot. Um, that was a key. That was a key factor there. Um. So the leg lamp, I saw so much potential. Then I happened to be here the day that they put the shade on it. And I'm going, this is unbelievable. This is, what an iconic thing. Um, my project in Arizona is on historic Route 66. I own the first business on the state highway. Uh, it's called Topak 66. But um, in the old, that's right where, if you ever read the movie Grapes of Wrath, mm -hmm. that's where it crossed over. Um, so it's an iconic historic place. No doubt. Um, so I understand tourism. We understand the people that travel route 66 and they stop in the exit one. So we do, you know, we have 600,000 people a year go through our facility there. And it's a lot of it has to do with route 66 and the Colorado river. So between those things, I understand it. So when I saw that leg lamp, I'm going, that's an attraction. I've traveled Route 66. I've seen all the attractions. Jennifer even brought up a yarn ball the other day, mm -hmm. a big ball of yarn. So, you know, those are the things that bring people. And and uh, I didn't realize who Tim Elliott was. Never spoke to the gentleman till this last trip. And uh, what a clever, clever, clever thing. So um, I'm just trying to work on the coattails of people that already created the foundation for a guy like me. But 
you're such a you use the term dreamer and yes. uh, you know coming up with the plans for a rest a, a nice restaurant downtown and uh, the booklet you had at the press conference uh, just describes the Chickasha history and uh, what you hope to accomplish with uh, making this development come true and increasing the tourism uh, here for the city well I mentioned the foundation it's it's here um, basically what I was able to see was the forest through the trees is the best analogy um, when we and our team and, and Jennifer and I have spoke several times about this we after meeting with Andy with the fairgrounds and the excitement and the fact that they bring as many outsiders in as they have that but that they bring in seeing the the diamonds down the street for the for all the sports mm-hmm. complex. sports complex yeah yeah so we saw those things and we're sitting here going but but how do we capture some of that um so those are the foundation things that were there that i saw at first uh then after meeting with jp uh Otis at, at the usao was amazing as well so if it wasn't for the people being so hospitable when we got here at first and then you know you meet jim and it's all about let's go forward whatever we got to do to get the job done it was like this is this is like the way we like to work so those are the foundation things that are already here i don't really need to um for us to go to the next level we're just going to add on to it a little bit bring some nice stuff in but the hotel concept that we we came up with and wanted to release um, i want to be perfectly clear this is is not a townsend project um I just presented an option for a community project. If the community gets behind it, they'll be very successful with it. Um, if not, then if we need to put private financing together or something along those lines to fulfill that project, we will sure consider that. But we'd much rather have it be more of a community project versus a privately held deal. Right, and you spoke uh, with uh, Mayor Mosley and uh, he had brought up the idea about uh uh, a passenger or pedestrian walkway over the railroad tracks and you said I think we could do that <laughs> well and he did he, he mentioned it and from what I understand people have been talking about that bridge forever mm-hmm. but I think the difference between what we've done is we just took the needs of a community from the from the educational side of it to be able to build a culinary institute and a hospitality program you have all the infrastructure for us to be able to accomplish that. Then to back it up with Andy's needs for a hotel. So it, when you tie those things together and the fact that people have been talking about this bridge for many, many years, we just felt that we can put a rendering together, put a design together, um, throw it out there. And boy, we were shocked the, the how people bought into what we talked about. Yeah, it's, I was just going to say, feeding off of what he said, it's not just about the um, the hospitality that we've received and, and how hospitable you guys have been, as what he mentioned, but it's also the passion. Like, we feed off of the passion that people here have. You know, when they talk about the, the bridge they've been talking about for years or, you know, these educational programs or what this town could be, especially meeting with those key players, like he mentioned, Andy and JP and Jim, I mean, they don't stop and their their ideas are constantly going too. Um, so I feel like sometimes it just takes, you know, that one maybe one extra little stone, which it always says, you know, the ripples in the pond, right? Mm-hmm. It just takes that one extra little pebble maybe um, 
for us coming into town, not really knowing where it was going to go and, and feeding off of that passion and going, wow, they want it just as bad as now we want it. Now we want it just as bad as they do. And now it's just a game on. Talk about your visit with the Lieutenant Governor and uh, folks from the State Department of Commerce. Uh, you spent the day with them yes. uh, early this week. Yeah, and, and so it was a combination. Um, obviously, the Department of Commerce has stuff available to help us be successful on the private sector. Um, but we mostly wanted to feature our, our focus on the, the, the public side of what we're trying to do. Um, Lieutenant Governor was an amazing guy. Um, what a proactive thinker. He understands tourism. He wants tourism. Um, with that being said, um, we did ask him for his help. Uh, I put it in writing to him, and I also put it to him in my presentation. And after my luncheon with him yesterday, um, he said he's going to do everything in his power to help us fulfill what we presented today. So from that standpoint, to come from the lieutenant governor's office to us was a big success. We took it as a win, and now we just need to win a couple more times and, and put the package together now, facilitate how we're going to get the job done. And from what I'm understanding, the biggest key to this is the, if you got the city behind it, you got the education behind it, and you got the, the fair board behind it. Um, from what I understand, the fair board loved it last night uh, at their uh, board meeting. So when you can take those three factors tied together with a proactive attitude, let's not let bureaucracy get in the way. Let's just get the job done. And, and, and you know, when I look at bureaucracy from where I come from, um, it's sad because they should take pride in what they do. Here, I f we feel everybody we've talked to is taking pride in it. They understand it's not just a Townsend Chet Hit project. It's a community project. So let's, let's win as a community. So uh, Lee Iacocca, longtime chairman of Chrysler. Chrysler, I yep. believe it was. Uh, had a great slogan, lead, follow, or get out of the way. <laughs> And that's um, kind of where I see you. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, I read his book actually, and I, I've, I've taken a few things out of his book over the years. So he was a smart man. Jim, this is, uh, this has gone from, uh, just kind of, a, a just an idea back in October to five months later, March, April, and we're getting the bill bill looks, looks great by the way. Thank you. Uh, the little redesign is that is that permanently like that or is it just temporary uh with that design you've got in there right now for, for the hotel portion uh or, or in the mill building in the mill, mill building. building yeah um we'll be adding a more of a retail sales tax base element to that building mm -hmm. um then we'll be adding a, a drive-through coffee shop on the other side and then where the the cover is that will come out uh the shade cover it will come out and go over to the uh, grain elevator. We purchased the grain elevator for parking and eventually that will warehouse whiskey barrels. Um, How long does it have to age? Is that a trademark secret? <laughs> no, it's minimum two years. Okay. But but we'll age stuff All right. for a lot, several years. The, the more you age it and you can set on, the more it's worth in the future. Right. You're gonna do put some video things on the, on the grain silos? Yes. Is that what that's uh, so, that kind of the, the idea? So there's this guy that I talked to one day. Um, his name is Jim Cowan. And, <laughs> and, and he was telling me about this thing. I said, Jim, send me a link. 
Well, when he sent me a link, I was so excited about that concept and knowing that I just bought the, the grain elevator. Um, with Chickshay being a Christmas town, the leg lamp being a Christmas product too, the Christmas tree that they had at the depot, what better way can we do a complete video Christmas production on those grain silos that anybody who travels up and down the road there can see that on 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 those big buildings so i wanted the building for advertisement anyways right jim just helped me go to the next level talk about the bus you're going to donate a bus for transport so when i got here um realizing thinking about bureaucracy and everything else and if we're not careful it can encompass and take years to do things and we want to fast track so i bought the bus uh i had a uh, wrapped with Welcome to Chickasha, downtown Chickasha. Um, actually, I think I wrapped it and put Old Town Chickasha. That's important uh, to me is to make sure people visit Old Town. Well, that's the marketing. I, the whole thing is Old Town Chickasha, right? right? Yeah. So that's that's the thing that I wanted to be passionate about. Uh, so that bus will be available um, as much as I wish my business was open right now to take advantage of that. Um, let's take advantage for the other restaurants and other businesses downtown. So I'm trying to get a better working relationship with the fairgrounds, downtown business. How do we, so if the catalyst right now will be the bus to bring people. So that will be at Andy's disposal. Uh, yeah, Andy's mm-hmm. disposal at the fairgrounds. So they can be able to use that to bus people to Chick- uh, to downtown, Old Town, and be able to visit restaurants and stuff now before I get here. All right, so what's your timeline now as far as uh, starting the building on the still house and the the savoy is going to be the steakhouse the restaurant nope, the savoy will, will be savoy 1902 right yes sir okay. i like that yeah um the savoy will be a barbecue uh we're going to open up barbecue there uh and another bar um obviously we want to sell to ourselves our own spirits obviously um and we may do one other thing in there we're not for sure yet um the steakhouse will be uh right next to the mill building and the distillery will be next to that so we'll do a steakhouse seafood combo there and you're going to put in a little uh pavilion auditorium or like a stage for yeah. live shows and things so like that we want to be able to create uh during the summer months outside atmosphere um what we really are after is um several weeks ago i contacted mr brooks and sent him a, a company um called western train that is actually right there in in Southern California, and um, a, a small train uh, that could be used, and so they like that idea. I think they presented it to the council the other night. Um, I got a budget on it of just a train and the tracks is probably about four four hundred twenty five thousand for it, but at the end of the day, we still got to do the infrastructure and do that. But with with our project, if we can get the train going and we can get the horse stables uh have a four horse hitch team we hadn't talked about that yet. yeah <laughs> so so when you look at the park the fact that they got the leg lamp and they even though they've done some design work now they can do some other design because if with a christmas theme with the leg lamp and what they're doing in downtown and us being able to do the digital mapping can we tie the train to like a polar express concept but can i tie in it into to my draft horses that I have in the hitch wagon um, so we can be able to do carriage rides and stuff like that. So that would all fall right back into 
my still house building and the courtyard there where people can have outdoor activities where just maybe the parents can sit there and have lunch and let the kids go play in the playground, ride the train, see the horses in a safe, nice environment. So what's a, as far as construction, start time, end time, is it still too early to kind of figure that out? Or Yeah, you know, we're in a, we got a FEMA issue um, in downtown there that we're addressing. Um, the city's been absolutely wonderful looking at a different way to fast track that program for me. So we are working on plans now. Um, I did talk to the to city uh, officials about giving me a, a shell permit. Um, basically, what a shell permit would do is allow me to start construction sooner. And as I'm building, I'm getting approvals for everything else as we go. So we can kind of run simultaneously to maybe knock some months off the construction process. Also, I wanted to talk about your idea for the actual depot itself and... Uh, you want to create a foundation to uh, provide maintenance funds to make sure that that building is is kept in as pristine condition as it can. Uh, that, I think from a from a city standpoint, um, and and with what I've little I've heard about Chickasha and where they're going, um, I think we need to be prudent on the long term uh, care of these facilities. Um, you can't keep tapping tax dollars to do it uh, I'll give you an example I'm in the cemetery business uh, a city goes out and the forefathers did the right thing they go out and they start a cemetery to take care of the community but once they put grass in and it grows every year next thing you know they're mowing 20 acres of grass and it's a burden to cities so if you don't put monies aside out of every one of those graves to take care of that park or the, the cemetery it's going to catch up to you so those become a burden to a city you put in a brand new park who's mowing the grass it's ongoing maintenance so when i presented this to the city about the the depot i said i will not be interested in renting this unless the monies that i provide through rent or or special events that we may pay back a percentage if that money doesn't go into a trust fund of some type for long-term maintenance uh, because I'm taking over the maintenance now. So I got to maintain it. And there's some things that need to be fixed. So it's going to cost me some money. But the city don't have to worry about it anymore. The old mill building, that mill building, the city doesn't have to mow that anymore. So all of a sudden, their maintenance on that building, that, sure, I paid for it. But now they don't have the burden of having to take care of a building that's been setting for years. So it's trying to change the mindset that we need to start putting monies aside for long-term care of these facilities. And we're gonna to wanna to do that with the park as well. So when we start uh, in, the, in the group that does the park, I'm not involved in it right now. They, they've asked me to get involved. But once that goes, we're gonna really want to make sure they're thinking that way too. So it's not a long-term burden to the city. Chet, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate you uh, being you. here. Busy man. Appreciate you spending about 30 minutes with us. Thank you so much. You Jennifer, thank you. Uh, looking forward to working with you and uh, helping to promote uh, the the hit facilities when they come. And Jim, thank you for all the work you've done and helping to get this development started. And uh, man, Chick Shea's pretty excited about this. This is awesome. It's our time. It's our time. That, that, that needs to be the word of 2023. It's our time.